What to do if you have lost or fear you will lose your job because of the coronavirus crisis. That and so much more on this episode of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I'm certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from my mom's half-finished basement outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show and where we huddle up during this crisis. I'm Joe Salcihai. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Big thanks to Joust, man, especially right now, thanks to Joust for supporting Money with Friends. Joust is the nation's only all-inclusive banking platform for those of us who are self-employed. PayArmor, which is Justice's Joust's invoice payment guarantee product, we, a lot of us need pay armor supports the 71% of the gig economy workforce that experiences non-payment. You can sign up for joust for free at try.joust.com forward slash MWF and to the promo code money with friends. You'll get a hundred dollars in credits that try that's try.joust.com slash MWF for money with friends and talking to George Kurtica last week, Bobby, he said, unfortunately, there's already been an uptick in people using pay armor, meaning there's already small business owners, not as you can believe, not being paid. Yeah, look, I have wonderful clients. I have every reason to believe I will be paid, but I love that Joust has this product. I really do. I think it's important. It is incredibly important. We have an important uh, headline today that comes to us from Kiplinger. Uh, We're going to kick that off in just a second, but let's start off by seeing which one of our friends is going to help us launch into this discussion. This is Andy from the Inspired Money Podcast. Just like hanging out and chatting about the news, That's why I tune in to Money with Friends. All right. As I mentioned, this headline comes to us from Kiplinger, excuse me, and it's written by certified financial planner Lisa Brown. And it is uh, called, You Just Lost Your Corporate Job Due to the Coronavirus Crisis. Now what? The coronavirus is having a big impact on many industries, energy, airlines, and hospitality, just to name a few. While the president and Congress are working to help provide resources and support programs to those without a financial safety net, plenty of higher-paid corporate managers and executives may also lose their jobs in the coming weeks and face financial uncertainty. If your job is eliminated, you may need to make several personal and financial decisions quickly, which can be stressful. Here's a quick guide on how to be prepared and how to make these decisions. By the way, before we get into this, Bobby, I want to talk about this piece talks about uh, some benefits that your company may have. So uh, unfortunately, if your company doesn't have corporate benefits, we'll talk to that Bobby and I a little bit at the end, but this is how to take advantage of corporate benefits that may be available to you. So, and if, if you're not sure if they're available to you, you definitely want to talk to your HR because in some companies with massive layoffs, Things may happen quickly. You want to ask as many questions as possible while you have any resources. So the first question is what to do with severance pay. Obviously, if you get severance pay. Amount you may receive will vary by company, your position, and years of service. This can be a wide range. In the past, we've seen anywhere from two weeks to two years of salary for those with senior positions or decades of service. However, with company financial budgets uncertain, the upper range of severance pay seems less plausible right now. If you do receive severance in the form of a lump sum payment, it can immediately feel like a windfall, but it can quickly disappear without a plan. People should draw up a monthly budget and then consider these variables. How long could it take? 
take to get another similar paying job? Do I have enough to pay my mortgage and other debts for several months? If your cash flow is comfortable with the stock market down from last month's highs, now could be a good time to invest some of your severance for long-term goals like a child's college education or your retirement. However, if you're planning to retire in the next few years anyway, better plan may be to keep the severance payment in a bank account or fixed income portfolio. Bobby, let's do this a little differently this time. Instead of uh, reading the whole thing, let's uh, go topic by topic here since I think we've got some interesting um Interesting things. You know, even if people don't have a severance, a lot of people are getting a $1,200 check, maybe more, right? We still don't have as we record this, although by the time it's live, we might have a a congressional deal. People are going to receive some money. I would do what it says in this article. Don't treat it like a windfall. If you treat it like a windfall, you're in big trouble. I agree with that. And I think even as much as it sounds good to say I'm going to put it to good use to put it to my child's college education or retirement, I would generally just put it in that emergency fund. Just put a pin in it and pause and just think about it. There's no rush to spend it. Um, I'd keep that money safe. Even if you think you don't need it, no one's going to feel bad about having a little too much extra cash slushing around in these times. Um you know, and, and, and it's tricky because I do think if you can, it's good. And we're going to talk about this further down, um, put, put money in your retirement account. But remember with a 401k, one thing that I've advocated in the past is if, rather than take money out in a clutch to borrow money from your 401k, if you are worried about losing your job or you are losing your job, those loans to 401ks have to be repaid unless they make some kind of legislative <laughs> allowance for that. So because of that, you need to be very careful about the money that you put in your 401k. So in general, I would advocate if you stay employed to keep putting money in your 401k to get that match. But if you're getting this additional money, I don't know that you should effectively allocate into something that you may not have access to if you need it. Um, it's tricky though. Yeah, if, I agree. This is a very tricky time. And I would also say I would avoid completely paying off debt, even though generally that's great financial advice. But in this case, if you don't know where your income's coming from, Bobby, to your point, if I could pay off a credit card, that sounds great. But listen, I'd rather deal with an interest rate for a while and have that cash available, make minimum payments so that my money lasts as long as I can until I figure out where my next you know, income stream is really coming from. Um, yeah. And you can make a call to the credit card company and ask them to either let you skip a payment or to reduce your interest rate or to charge you zero interest. I mean, you know, you get what you ask for. You have to ask, though. So it may be a time to call your bank, especially if you've been a good customer for many years, if you have a good credit rating. So ask. Um, it may not even cost you the interest to delay some payments. Next up is how about those stock options? If you had stock options uh, and they're vested, you may still have those. So the piece says, for longtime corporate executives and managers, their company stock may be their most lucrative asset. Many executives have amassed thousands of stock options or shares of restricted stock, planning to use these funds for retirement. Unfortunately, stock market drop during the last few weeks may mean uh, many executives have seen the value of their company stock decline sharply. An executive with 10,000 shares at $40 a share in January might have watched it plummet by 25% or more in the last few weeks. If you receive news, you'll soon be laid off. Determine how long you'll have to exercise your options and what stock awards you'll forfeit. I think this is important across the board is that if you think you're being laid off, the more the more um, you get in touch with HR about how the mechanisms work, Bobby, the better off you're going to be. 
anything that you have available HR-wise, I think is going to be hugely important here. This is a time to read the fine print about your own individual situation. Stock options can be very complicated. Make sure you do as much homework as you can and know what know all the information so you can make the best decision based on what you got. Let's let's widen the discussion again because you mentioned earlier making a call to your credit card company, also making a call to your mortgage holder uh, to see what options they may have available. You know, even things like your cell phone company, um, mm-hmm. if you're renting to your landlord and seeing what they can work with, making calls to find out just what's available, far, far better than just not paying the bill. Don't yeah. be in a situation where you just don't pay. You might get there, but find out if they'll work with you first because a lot of these companies different than 2007 2008 where companies hadn't been through this before and we saw a lot of uh, a lot of uh, systems that weren't set up for this a lot of these people went through 2007 2008 bobby and they know non-payment and they would much rather work with you over the short term to make sure that everybody comes out ahead and this is a situation where it is so widespread and there is no tie in almost any situation to anything that you did wrong. You didn't, in, in, you know, I mean, someone might have overleveraged, but that's not why they're suddenly have no job. They have no job because the government shut down their business effectively. So there's no finger pointing. It's you should not feel bad. You did nothing wrong. So I think that reaching out and asking for help is a great thing to do. And it's also important not to just assume that if you hear, for example, in the media that there's going to be a deal where uh, mortgage interest is going to be forgiven or student loan interest is going to be forgiven, that may only be for government tied loans. Don't assume that that relates to your specific situation. You must check with your individual lender. Excuse me, I ran out of breath there, but check with your individual lender. No, it's uh, we do, we uh, are recording this live on uh, YouTube. If you want to hang out with us on our newish YouTube channel, while we uh, make the sausage, so to speak, head to uh, Facebook excuse me YouTube.com forward slash Money with Friends. Travis is here with us and says people might have to call uh, student loan servicers to get forbearance in the CARES Act too. Student loans, Bobby, a big part of this. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something. Look, we have a kid in college, and um, you know. So far, it's been fine, but you don't know what the future is going to hold. So it's important to get educated on what your options are, where whatever your situation is, and make the best decision based on what those options are. We did also put this out to our Instagram audience, thanks to our producer, Ashley. So thank you, Ashley. Um, and she did ask a question, have you lost your job due to the coronavirus pandemic? Um, so this is, a, you know, a sampling of our Money Friends listeners. And um I wish it were a hundred percent no and zero for yes, but there, there are some. So what, how do you think our audience is doing so far? Well, you're seeing nationwide a, uh, uh, 1% of the workforce, but looking at the people that, uh, listen to our show, um, maybe 5%. Yes. At this point, 9%. Yes. 9%. 9%. 91% have not lost their job, but 9% is high really high. Um, and again, this is not scientific in any way. Um, I did also, um, Joe, I sent you, if you look at your messages, we definitely do this live while you were doing the <laughs> open to the show or while you were talking about, um, about joust. Um, I did send you some answers to the question that Ashley asked our Instagram audience, what are your future jobs slash career plans? And we got a lot of answers for this. So I sent you, I think two screenshots 
Yep. Uh, 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 Dinah, uh, a tidy and 10 says continue with health related startup. That's been so, so great for, from day one. Think about oh, this, good. but, but, but working in a health related field, man, if you're somebody yeah. on the front lines listening to this, man, thank you so much. It is, I'm hearing all these stories, Bobby, especially out of New York about, uh, hotels that are allowing frontline workers to stay there so they don't infect their family. Cause people don't so want to go home. I mean, imagine being in a spot where you don't want to go home because you don't want to affect your family. Just, uh, uh, good to read about that. Yeah, it is. Um, Sarah says, stick with my day job and build my business with an extra big emergency fund pandemic lesson. Yeah. That's yeah. what she says. Yeah, my uh, the Annetter. My husband is hoping his job will let him work from home indefinitely now. Uh, George and I from Joust talked about that last week about how the world, Bobby, might be changing. That 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 might be on the table. Pe- people might be uh, might be working differently from here on out. I wonder if these um, shared workspaces, like we work, um, if how that business will evolve through this. I know we work uh, got a lot of pushback because they were still charging people. Um, their rents. And I think that they're working something out at this point. It's not, I'm not clear what it is, but there's so many other workspaces. I pay for a workspace. Um, for now, I think I'm going to continue uh, because I know it's funded by, it's a self-funded woman entrepreneur. And so, and I, it's not very expensive. So I'm going to continue it at least for the April 1st payment. Um, but I, I don't, I worry for these businesses because people may get used to being efficient working at home and yeah. may not want to pay um, the high prices that places like WeWork charge. Well, no, and, and and you talk about <clears throat> worried about these places of business. Uh, Madeberry Good talks about that. Says get into a new industry that's more essential than ski resorts. Like people rethinking how essential is my job and um, and uh, how secure can I be when this you know maybe not this happens again, but the next time something happens. Right, and even Keith talks about uh, self-employed before, during, and after. That's great. We don't know what business Keith is in. What I worry about is self-employed people like we are. We have clients. I mean, we have some revenue from this podcast, but you and I do have the bulk of our income is from other ventures. And we are dependent on, I am certainly dependent on clients. Yeah, no, absolutely. Which is, uh, which is, which is why, um, uh, knowing all these things that are available, whether you're self-employed or working for somebody else, whatever it might be. There's a couple more pieces here. I'm not going to go into it too much. We'll, we'll uh, have this uh, available at our website, but consider pumping more into your 401k. The author writes, uh, you, you mentioned this earlier, Bobby, I don't love that one, unless you're sure that your income stream is going to continue. If so, and you can afford to put more money in your 401k, but I just feel like that's a great first world problem to have right now. <laughs> like if, right. I, if I can. Well, and, and, yeah. And this piece is headlined. If it's, they're talking about if you lose your job. So, yes. uh, you know, yeah. Uh, but that said, if you're going to lose your job for the rest of the year, you're eligible for a full contribution for the year. So sock as much money in as you possibly can to take advantage of that before the job goes bye bye. You know, maybe maybe that does work. But you definitely got to got to know that you've got enough money to make it before you're able to do that. And then uh, take several days to weigh pension plan decisions. This is an emotional time. And a lot of people and whether you work for a company or not, Bobby, this is a really important thing realize that you're emotional. I don't know about you. I'm not sleeping great. There's uh, these days. Yeah. Realize it's an emotional time. You're going to make most emotional decisions, whether you want to or not try to avoid making emotional decisions. And, um, that happens by the way, when I was a financial planner, this was in good times and in bad, 
You know, people that won the lottery, people that were getting married, people that were making a bunch of emotional. This is this is that time for all of us. Don't 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 get into that. So I really like that advice at the bottom. Take weigh some of these big decisions. Pension options are irrevocable. There are two types of decisions in life. There are revocable decisions. You take them back, decide to do something different later on. A pension decision you make once and it's done. So you want to take some time and ask some uh, people maybe that aren't as emotional. Probably a good time there, Bobby, to have an advisor. Probably, yeah. And and to talk to, just get different opinions. But in the end, really make your own decision. Absolutely. And thoughtfully. Uh, to, in just a second, we're going to have our big takeaway from today's piece. But uh, before we get to that, I want to thank again. We've been talking a lot about uh, about people working and taking advantage of benefits. And one benefit that you probably want to give your, not even probably, I think you should want yourself, if you're self-employed, is give yourself the benefit of Joust. Big thanks to Joust for supporting Money with Friends. Joust is the nation's only uh, all-inclusive banking platform for the self-employed. If you ever thought about starting your own business, perhaps you wanted to begin a side passion project. Maybe you're starting one now because you're hold up and don't have anything else to do, but you weren't sure where to begin. Well, ensuring a steady income is always going to be one of the first things you think of. And it could be the reason why a lot of people don't take that leap, especially now. Well, Joust is the nation's only all-inclusive banking platform for the self-employed. Business banking can feel complicated, but Joust makes it easy. PayArmor, which is their invoice payment guarantee product, supports the 71% of the gig economy workforce that experiences non-payment, meaning they may be able to guarantee Guarantee your payment for a small fee. So if you're, if you're uh, 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 the people that you're working with, your client for some reason can't pay you, Joust may be able to help you. Or if they're slow to pay, they're struggling like you are, Joust may be able to front that money for you for a small fee. You can sign up for Joust for free at try.joust.com forward slash MWF. Enter the promo code money with friends. You'll get $100 in credits. That's try.joust.com slash MWF for money with friends. Big thanks to them and something that if you're at all interested in in uh, having a business, I would uh, have joust in your corner. Bobby, what's our takeaway today from uh, from this piece? Well, first of all, something not covered in this piece that I want to make sure we mention in my takeaway is file for unemployment if you lose your job and make sure that you get every benefit that you are entitled to depending on what the government passes, which we think is going to be some kind of a, a check um, depending on what your income level was in the most recent tax year filed. So make sure you get everything that you are entitled to. Um, and then separate from that, related to the article and what they do talk about, unless there's a reason to make a very quick decision, hit pause, be thoughtful about what you want to do because the long-term implications can be significant. I I really, Bobby, don't have much to add to that because I think you hit the nail on the head in the best way possible. I, I, I would just say this, that, you know, a lot of times when I was a financial planner, people would be afraid to ask questions. You're afraid to look stupid. You're afraid that you should know stuff that you don't know. If you lost your job, this is the time to ask lots and lots and lots of questions and be comfortable looking, feeling like you might look stupid. You would much rather look stupid or feel like you like you 
are stupid, then actually I think the dumbest thing you could do would be to assume that things are a certain way and then find out later that it's not. These last days at your job are a great time to ask as many questions of as many knowledgeable people as possible. I'll give you an example, Bobby. I mean, some people, when I was a when I was a financial planner, people would not ask me if I was a CFP. They wouldn't ask me what type of clients I worked with. They wouldn't ask me. They wouldn't ask me some really basic questions because and I, and, and I could couldn't figure out why. I I could I would ask a ton of questions, um, especially at that time. So I I agree with you. File for unemployment. And if you don't if you don't know that, I'm glad you watch today's show or listen to today's show. So, uh, I mean, reach out to us, uh, Bobby at Financial Grown Up, Joe at Stacking Benjamins. We're not financial planners. We're not psychologists, but, um, but we're happy to, well, I uh, am a CFP. We're happy to, 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 to well, practice, but you, yeah. but you don't have clients. I'm not taking on clients. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, yeah. But we are happy to help in this, uh, in this time. So, all right, everybody, that's going to do it for today. Bobby, where do people find us? Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Money Friends Pod and learn more about the show and find links to the stories that we talk about on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. We're going to do what we always do here. We're changing it up again like we did today. We talked about the stock market on Saturday, talking about jobs today. Tomorrow, we've got Julian Saunders from the award-winning Rich and Regular blog. What are you guys talking about tomorrow, Bobby? We are actually talking about uh, food and finances and how to be smart about the groceries that we're buying because that's our biggest expenditure these days. And um, you can learn the do's from Julian and the don'ts from me in terms of how we stocked our pantry. We'll be fine. Don't worry about us. But we, you know, we didn't really have a plan. And I learned a lot from from Julian and from the article that he brought to the show. It's He's a great guy to talk to about it because for those of you that don't know Julian, that's his background. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he has a background as a professional uh, chef, and he had a lot of great specific ideas about the best ways to spend your money on food. And specifically, if certain items are not available, substitutions for whatever recipes you might be making. Hopefully, you're getting creative at home uh, with your family and your loved ones and um, enjoying some good meals. Bobby and Julian here tomorrow and here on Wednesday. Paul Ollinger and I, hopefully on Thursday, Bobby, will have a congressional deal to talk about. That's what I'm hoping our headline is. So yeah. hoping for some good stuff. We'll see you. Everybody stay safe. We'll see you here next time at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Money with Friends.